and that your house on it Yeah, I'll be out for the count when the sounds and I'm down for the beat No beat down, I mean how long's it been? Help me out I've been the only one who's held me down All in the mind, hell freeze now Still sick with it, healthy how? Few bars down and the world freaked out I don't reach out, I seek out to speak out I'ma recount the reasons they beat out Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the 509 Divine Pines podcast. I am your host, Joseph Daniel Pena, and it is January 25th, 2024. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. It is Thursday, Blur's Day. I got my background blurry. My mind is not blurry, but, you know, I hope your life is moving at the speed of light, and everything around that's hating on you is a blur, and it's going down. Yes, man. What we got going on today is an uplifting conversation with my boy Ricky Verandas from the Ripple Effect. But first and foremost, I want you guys to like, subscribe, share, tell everybody around that this is happening. And, uh, you know, we cannot do this without you. So this is a word of mouth podcast. I I give you the words out of my mouth and you go ahead and feed this out with the words of your mouth to your friends, your family, everybody out there. Because, you know, uh, community cannot last without unity. You know what I mean? If I push you, you push me, then we're all pushing each other and we're having a moving society, a booming society. That is what we want. We all want to thrive in this world where people want to be so bitter. But no, 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 no. I want all of us to be winners. And today, that is what we're going to go ahead and start off with. Remember, guys, there is a, a ton of sponsors down below. So whatever you guys want, you guys want some supplements, some crystals, you guys want cannabis, uh, hemp seeds, um, you guys want hemp lotions, uh, topicals, tropicals, uh, concentrates, you know, if you want a little bit of water ionization with um you know, water purification. There's a little bit of everything, whatever you need, whatever you feel, it is down below. Coupon codes for everybody. Um, you know, everybody loves a little bit of savings, especially with Joe Biden's America. Taxing our dollars straight out of our pocket. Oh, no, man. Yeah, we need that savings, and we need them now. We need them now fast. Um, go, so go ahead, check out all the sponsors, and uh, I thank them. You know, there's there's plenty of them to go around. You know, um, just... Just be be optimistic in uh, the future for the potential that you don't know yet. Like, you know, when I was looking at these supplements, when I was looking at these different options, I just didn't know. But there was something inside when I prayed that said, hey, there might be some potential. And guess what? It all worked out for me. So if it could work out for me, it could work out for you. And um, there are donations down below if you guys would like to donate. So there, the links are down below. And um, here we go. Let's go ahead and kick this off. So Ricky Verandas is the host of The Ripple Effect, The Union of the Unwanted, and his new show, Ricky Grants. The Ripple Effect is where you can find professional conversations with scientists, doctors, researchers, philosophers, professors, athletes, comedians, and everybody of all kinds. Wow, The Union of the Unwanted is co-hosted by Sam Tripoli, Charlie Robinson, and Midnight Mike. Ricky Grants is his own personal life stories, perspective, and philosophies. You can find the Union of the Unwanted and Ricky Verandas on rockfin.com. And you can find more about Ricky Verandas over at rickyverandas.com. Hey, man. Hey, welcome. How you doing, Ricky? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation. Yeah, man. Uh, we had a little bit of a talk right before the show, and it was definitely, uh, you know, we seen eye to eye. And, uh, you know, if, if we were uh, Jedis out there, we'd be slaying these dudes. Uh, you know what I mean? That's that's what we do. We, our words are sharper than lasers because you know they're they're pointing lasers at us, and uh, gotta go ahead and fire back. So uh, let's go ahead and um, g- give them a little bit of introduction about you, bro. You know, let let, let my viewers know. That's what I like to go ahead and uh, kick this off with. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I started podcasting in 2013. I started the Ripple Effect podcast. Uh, named it after a song that I wrote called The Ripple Effect. It kind of inspired. It, it is my theme song for the podcast. And uh, the title inspired the title of the podcast. And it was this whole idea of just believing in the ripple effect, this idea that we can all create some type of ripple in the world, have some type of positive effect in, on the world. And we never know, you know how far that ripple will go or how big that ripple will become. And just truly believing in that theory. And uh, that came from me just kind of, you know, like most people, I, I, after high school, you know, started working full time, kind of felt unfulfilled, felt like I wasn't contributing anything to the universe and and just felt like something was missing in my life. I, I did grow up playing music and doing poetry and and um, doing a lot of artistic stuff and create, you know, just loved flexing the creativity muscles. But in time, like work kind of took over and the, it was hard to keep playing music and, and doing music with uh, others because life was getting in the way. And then um, I started doing mu- music on my own on the side. Uh, it was called the Theory 6 uh, Music Project. And uh, Theory 6 came out with the EP, which the Ripple Effect song was on. And um, But writing a song and recording a song and doing everything on your own was very time consuming. So... Uh, when I and I was doing a lot of commuting at the time for uh, for work and just doing a lot of traveling, a lot of time in the car. And uh, little by little, I just started getting obsessed with podcasts. And in time, I'm like, you know what? Like I have pro tools. I have microphones. I have uh, equipment to kind of get it going. So why not like do a podcast? I enjoy these topics. I enjoy having conversations. I enjoy hearing people's personal stories and wisdom and, and learning from others and bouncing ideas off one another and, and, uh, challenging ideas and also having my, my ideas challenged. So why not start a podcast? And at the time, uh, I conv- convinced, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Dave to, to be my co-host. And he's like, what are we going to do? We're going to talk and record it and we're going to share it. Like to him, it seems so ridiculous. Like the idea he's older than I am. And, um, he wasn't in a podcast and, you know, like all of us, when we get into podcasting, we always feel like we're late to the party at the time. I felt like we're, uh, we're late to the party, but he, you know, he did, it didn't really take like a lot of people in the older crowd, like wasn't even aware of it. It was still like a lot of younger people, tech savvy people that were kind of into it at, at first. And, he just thought it was just this ridiculous concept of like, you're just sharing, you know, basic conversations. And I was trying to get him to understand that when you hang out with your friends or or you go on a date or whatever, and you get in those deep intimate conversations where you share personal stories, personal philosophies, and uh, you know, some, some of those conversations make your night. There's some, uh, you know, the most funnest, you know, nights you have is when you're connecting with somebody and you're sharing ideas and you're challenging ideas and and whatnot. I'm like, we're basically just recording those conversations we enjoy and we're archiving them and we're sharing them. And the same way we enjoy them, 
other people will also enjoy listening to him. And um, so that, you know, he, he was a little skeptical, but he, he helped me kick it off. And uh, even in the first episode of the Ripple Effect podcast, which I don't recommend anybody going back and listening to because I suck pretty bad and uh, I'm still a work in progress, but uh, no, nobody ever wants to hear the, the first couple episodes. And honestly, I, at the time I said it, and obviously it's it seems pretty true now but i said in that first episode i'm like podcasts is the future of media i think that it's one of the few places that they have like real limitations on how they can restrict us you know because as long as you can put out a rss feed somebody can get a a third party app or find some way of connecting with you and there's not you know you obviously if you spotify or itunes can do uh you know some censoring and they they have censored me too in the past. I, I had issues with like Del Bigtree uh, being on during COVID, Mickey Willis being on during COVID, and those shows like disappeared from my iTunes. So they do some censoring, but you can also get like Podcast Addict and other great apps that you can get the RSS feed right from the creator and connect with them. So I just I'm like, you know what? This is one of the few places where I'm hearing real discussions. I'm hearing people actually have the conversations I want to have. Um, I'm hearing people discuss things that I'm curious about. And, uh, and of course, one of the first shows I really got into was Joe Rogan, which was like, you know, natural for me because I, I loved history. He would have history people on. I loved MMA. I, I grew up watching UFC. And, and uh, so I, I knew Rogan from there. I loved stand up. My wife and I used to go to stand up all the time before we had kids. And there, you know, there's a couple local comedy clubs that we were always at. And, uh, so we, you know, it was just like the perfect show for me to kind of get into. And I love the fact that he also didn't stick to one topic that, you know, I'm also a very curious person. So instead of listening to just one show on history or one show on sports, he kind of went from, you know, one topic to another topic. So you never knew what he was going to talk about on the next show. And it might be a nutritionist, it might be a scientist, it might be a historian, whatever it may be. And I'm like, that's the type of show I want to have because I'll get bored with stuff. And this way, I'll never get bored because I can just have on anybody that I find interesting, you know, regardless what topic, uh, you know, uh, regardless what topic it is. So it's, uh, you know, it was that that was a huge in inspiration. And then also James Corbett, who has become a, a close friend of mine throughout the years and has done many appearances on the show. If people aren't familiar with the CorbettReport.com one of the best places for news, current events, documentaries. He's done some of the best research on, you know, false flags, um, you know, uh, the military industrial complex, the, you know, the, the big pharma, big food. I mean, just historically JFK assassination, World War One. I, I mean, he's done just some amazing, amazing work. But he uh, he believed in this open source idea. And what he would do is that he would tell people like, hey, I don't care if you post my my show on your channel. I don't care where you post it. Feel free to post wherever you want. It's all open source. So when I started my show, I, I said the same thing. So those were the two big inspirations. And uh, I loved uh, Corbett's work and I loved the topics that he was researching. I was intrigued with similar topics. I also loved the one-on-one -on -one long form conversations Rogan was having. And uh, so I try to combine the two, like have Corbett-like topics with long-form Rogan-type conversations and and hope people enjoy it. And like anything that we create in this world, you kind of just do what makes you happy and um, something that you're proud of and then hope other people also enjoy it. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great introduction. I I think that uh that's that's where I kind of fell along with not not necessarily um you know having my my music out there like that. Uh, I did did create a little music back in my day. I kind of kept it to myself though because uh just my surroundings and scenario and just uh I didn't have the right equipment, so I uh, didn't really do do a whole lot. But I probably could now now that I have equipment. Um, so I'm I'm you know uh. From there, from that standpoint, I found a a way out of music when I started seeing uh, that it was very controlled. I started looking into alternative sources. I started, you know, actually watching a lot of Joe Rogan and um, looking at different uh, authors like Graham Hancock and uh, Randall Carlson for different alternative views um, for our reality. And it, it eventually led me into uh, having deeper conversations with my friends as well. and. Um, they were they would always just tell me like dude like why don't you like start a talk show and like why don't you like talk really deeply about this or start a podcast or something and uh i just i just brushed it off for the longest time you know steadily just was on the internet uh just doing research over uh, you know years and years kind of uh figured figured it out i guess looking at a uh, reality from um a a mind open you know um i I like cannabis and I, I feel that, you know, um, cannabis is one of the, the main things that's helped me find the peace and uh, intelligence of life, the wisdom and, and the love in life um, compared to the way that the, the rest of reality works. It's all in this. Uh, it seems like the reality is in a box. And, uh, you know, I know we spoke beforehand where, we're, we're, you know, it feels like we're trying to break out of this matrix, you know, with this information. It feels like we're trying to, you know, um, open up our energy and, and really dominate life or, you know, at least have a better better understanding the way God intended it, you know. I'm, um, and so it, it took me a while. I started this podcast uh, kind of just by my own, you know. I had I had um, a few few things here and there um, that, could, that could help me, like books that I was just, you know, having on the side. And now I've have on authors and uh, guests from around the world. And it, it's been able to um, help me, my family, and my surroundings where now I can uh, look at this professionally and have guests on like you and others who are talking about the same things with um, more professionality, you know, than I am. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just an athlete, uh, you know, uh, who I'm a fitness trainer. And uh, so I, I come at this from, um, you know, I want to say a very nerdy perspective, but I, I do, I do really dabble like deep into uh, a lot of these dives um, and a lot of this information and I can understand, you know, I, I was in the military. Uh, so like, I, I understand a little bit of this is from, uh, you know, system systems perspectives where things are very controlled and regulated and the way that reality is working right now, you know, <clears throat> it seems like it's regulating it more and more and more. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, the podcasting network that's that's been built, you know, um, I guess Joe Rogan straight up just, you know, inspired us all, right? He, he led out to Sam Tripoli and that Sam Tripoli, you know, it trickles all into all of us because I think, um, you know, this information is powerful and, and people like us are really, really tackling it. So, you know, um, I, I feel that, man. I, I, I'm definitely big on music. Uh, I, I feel that um, music is like the 
the emotion of the universe. So if like musicians, there, there's something about musicians. I don't like to go ahead and agree with all that fallen angel shit where it's like Lucifer was the king of music. Like, no, dude. Like, I think that there was this godly thing, you know, heavenly thing way, way back where, you know, people, musicians um, who can write, who can compose, who can, um, you know, really get in tune with the melodies and and then the rhythms on a deeper level than other people can um can have have this ability to also seek information seek wisdom and and seek knowledge and 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 peace and like love in a different way within humanity you know um like that's that's kind of where i've been able to tackle this podcast a little bit differently than i can see others ha- uh you know so there's a lot of irrational voices out there but i definitely don't see that with us you know uh, you know we're 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 big on a uh, music and, and definitely found a love for it where others you know you see this other side of reality this other side of reality right now this taylor swift reality this billy eilish reality they're lost they're like they don't have any actual vibrance or connection to the understandings of, of anything like knowledge music health um politics and uh you know i think that's where that's where this podcast and your podcast are um big game changers where we're able to break down these big topics and help the com you know help our friends and family out um simply just through conversation deep dive conversation um and we're not coming at this from like a a university perspective where you know this is a a collegiate professor or we're like some big wigs or like some freaking uh you know um elon musk or anything like no like we're, we're just normal people giving you guys professional conversations and uh yeah i, I really think that uh, right now especially in 2024 um with what's going on with everything that's been happening over the last few years i think a lot of people are looking for answers looking for uh information looking for a light in the darkness because man america seems dark man and uh i'm just glad that you're you know i I, uh happen to have you on this podcast to go ahead and help shine the light dude um like like what's going down the border man it seems like it's about to be like uh, some it seems to me like civil war is about to start dude uh i don't know what your thoughts about on, on some of this uh anything new anything like anything that's going on um in well, the border interesting because it's not it, it's so obvious that it's just gone completely out of control and it's purposely designed to go get completely out of control and it's not about immigrants it's not i mean i'm an immigrant uh you're of mexican background um you know, I think we both have the same opinion that like, hey, this isn't about trying to help, you know, poor Mexicans come into a country and and just help them out. It, it's not about that. It's about many other things. And I think some of those things are it's it's the long game and it's about, you know, they zoom out and they're thinking way in advance. And I think that one of the ways they're going to try to screw trump and the next election is get well oh you're also in the military you said so this is all uh, i'd love your opinion on this i mean they're they're talking about giving these illegals the opportunity to sign up for the military then become citizens they're doing yeah, I, all the- I was in the military like 10 years ago yeah, yeah i got yeah. it before i turned gay sorry <laughs> 
<laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you're, why would they do that? I mean, one, it's because obviously recruiting has struggled uh, for a while now, but two, it's also because I think you're giving them citizenship. So you, you can kind of guess how they're going to vote and you can sway them in that direction. And, um and, and there's all these other things. I mean, you have people uh, in New York, they have kids now doing schooling from home. Uh, virtual schooling because they're filling up the, the schools with uh, immigrants. And it just it's crazy. There's this conflict between um, between Abbott and and the federal government. He's just trying to secure his border and they're going back and forth. And it's just, you know, even regardless where you are on the political, you know, uh, scale, it's just you have to stop and, and think like, what's the purpose? Like, why are they doing this? Well, you know, for a long time, I thought people on the right were kind of overblowing the immigrant thing, you know, for many, many years, people were like, ah, oh, people from Latin America are coming in and taking our jobs and whatever. And I'm just like, maybe, but I'm like, there's a lot of other issues that are like way more important for me to focus on. And now it's like, it's just gotten completely out of hand. And all these, I mean, I don't know if you heard the story about in Florida when they literally had a overnight just drop of illegals in Florida. DeSantis uh, found out about it. And this is like a operation by from the White House. Like they literally are just trying to sneak in immigrants into Florida. And then DeSantis took them and then dropped them off in Cape Cod, you know, or, or Martha's Vineyard, wherever it was. And and it's just one of those things where just like, what is going on here? Like, it's just people are being used as pawns and just moved back and forth. I mean, these are poor people that like, who knows what they're doing in this country, what they were promised. Right. Um, and it just it, it's crazy. But I think it definitely has something to do with the next election. I think that they're going to, you know, all these extra, maybe they're going to get all these people registered as voters or whatever, who knows, but there's definitely some fuckery going or uh, happening right now. And it just, it, all these things are just, it, it's so obvious that we are just all pawns in a bigger game and they don't care about any of us. And, you know, it's funny because, uh, so Tucker Carlson had uh, Alex I forgot, I forgot how to say his name, but the, he's the COVID uh, journalist who, who wrote a bunch of books and wrote a bunch of articles and got censored off Twitter and sued, sued Twitter. This was before Elon Musk took over, sued Twitter for censoring him and all this stuff. And he's been on Rogan's podcast. Uh, his last name starts with a B. I forget what his last name is. But it, it he, he kept trying to find like a logical way of explaining what happened. He kept saying like, yeah, you know, I think that they messed up here. And then he, and Tucker's like, I think they were trying to kill us. And he's like, well, I don't know. You know, he wouldn't go to that length. And and Tucker just came out and said, no, I think it's obvious. They're, they were trying to kill us. And when you look at, like, all the evidence, like the suppression of ivermectin, the suppression of hydroxychloroquine, the demonization of those, you know, what are generally generic and safe drugs, um, you look at, like, the 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 just all the crazy things i mean i i had brooke jackson who is was a pfizer whistleblower she was a part of the, the studies uh to get it approved and expose all the fuckery that was going on with that i had the nurse at the you know most overfilled hospital in new york the, the whistleblower there i had you know dr peter mccall dr robert malone i uh, you know uh, mickey willis Judy Mikovich was on the, uh, you know, we brought her on to the Union of the Unwanted. We, you know, Del Bigtree, like it was so obvious everybody was exposing 
what was really going on and that they don't care about human life. And this idea, like people struggle. Yes, uh, uh, Berenson, yeah, yeah, Alex Berenson, yeah. And uh, it's so if people struggle to to believe that anyone would be that evil, but it's happened over and over again. I mean, Pfizer has gotten some of the biggest fines in human history for lying about their drugs. So they know that they're lying and the lying could potentially lead to harm. And they did it anyways. I mean, so it, it to me, it's it's just it, it's always been so surreal to me that when we talk about the military industrial complex, we talk about literally literally lying about every single war and conflict we've been in and knowing that innocent lives are going to be lost. Innocent people are going are, are going to die or be harmed. And we're going to just demolish countries for long periods of time like they do that on purpose and we and we've exposed that over and over again but yet we have a hard time believing that like big pharma or you know um politicians would be okay with like big pharma giving you know force feeding us a a very uh dangerous experimental uh product i mean they they literally forced a product that they knew had no studies on they lied about you know could i say something so you know let's remember Pharmacia, where all of this comes from, met you know this medicine and all these shots derives from pharmacia in Greek would mean sorcery, like witchcraft. And if we're being a little bit realistic, we're looking at Hollywood and we're looking at the big picture, the the Illuminati and the elites as these witches, wizards, warlocks, and that is like something that they're they're really heavily using against us right now. You know, that that's that is why it, it's not just necessarily just for random stuff, you know, like, hey, no, they want to attack us. They want to destroy us. And that's why, you know, we got to work out. We got to eat. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, that's that's something that we should understand. Like, this is real witchcraft that's, that's being done against us by like high level Satanists, you know, elite, elite occultists. Without a doubt. I mean, they they don't care about human life. They want to control the world. And these are all things that people like Alex Jones and others have been saying for many years and got completely just crucified for. I mean, for the, the longest time in my group of friends, I was the conspiracy theorist, right? Like people would entertain my ideas on certain things, but they always kind of like joked about it a little bit like oh what's your theory right but they didn't take it seriously and i went from the conspiracy theorist to now like the historian you know because it's like oh you know ricky what what was the the story behind this or what was the um you know just the story about you know uh nazi germany and and bayer or whatever whatever it may be or operation paperclip or whatever uh you know rabbit hole they want to go down and uh or hitler you know making it to argentina so it's just like it, it's it was all these things that people kind of used to laugh about. And it's the same thing with big. But vaccines was the the topic that I found the hardest to get people to open their minds to, because, I mean, one, I know you're you're a spiritual and religious person. I I would consider myself spiritual. I'm, I'm not. I was raised Catholic, but I wouldn't consider myself religious. But there's definitely spirituality and religion are not two different things. And and, you know, I, I think there's some they cross paths. They might even be the same thing. We might all be feeling the same thing. We might just um, have different opinions on what that thing is that we're experiencing. But during COVID, like everybody that I knew said it felt like a spiritual battle. Like everybody who was open to what was going on and, and 
um, finally opened their eyes to to the truth of, of what was going on. Like they're like there's some like something feels spiritual. Like it's good versus evil. Like we're in the middle of a battle, a war between good and evil, and 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 we're witnessing it and we're seeing it happen right before us and. Uh, you know, I've said it in the past on my show. I'm like, I don't think it was a coincidence that a lot of the most outspoken warriors were religious or spiritual people. Like, I didn't have any atheists on my show during COVID. Not on, it wasn't on purpose. Like, I'm just saying, like, the people that were speaking out, the people who were willing to, you know, to to connect the dots and really grasp that there was some serious evil going on, they happened to be spiritual and religious. And Again, I don't think it's a coincidence because I think when you, you know, the, the thing about philosophy, religion, spirituality, anything like this, like it is it goes against materialism and and the world that they're trying to create for us where like family doesn't matter. These bigger questions of who we are, what we are, what we should be doing, what's our purpose, like those questions don't matter. It's only about materialism. It's about, you know, just, you know, buying things and, and you know, and, and it's about scientism and, and just like, oh, science has figured it all out, you know, and, and, and anything that science can't explain can't exist, right, which is super unscientific to even say. But it... To me, it's like it's all baby steps in 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 a direction of transhumanism. It's a it's a it's a, a, a without a doubt a a step in a direction of like, you know, eventually the combining of man and machine, maybe even the decay of man. I mean, who knows? And um, but I don't like where we're going. And we people have to wake up to the fact that like, when if you don't zoom out and see the big picture we'll make the same mistakes we we did during covid where people are like you know what what's the big deal it's just one one week home or two weeks home or one month home or six months home and just stay home for a couple months or you know and then one just a couple months turn into to a year and then a year turn into a couple years and then uh, uh staying home to to spread the uh uh to stop the spread of the virus led to forcing people to get a pharmaceutical completely experimental product uh, just to go to work and pay your bills or just to travel or just to whatever. And by the way, we have zero studies on, on pregnant women, but we're going to recommend it to pregnant women. We're going to recommend it to the youngest of kids, uh, reg- even though those kids are at zero you know, danger to, it was just like, it was so obvious what was going on. And it's like, people have to zoom out. Like you'll make the same mistakes. People will be like, Hey, just wear a mask. What's the big deal. I'll tell you what's the big deal because the big deal is it's, it's, it's a slippery slope and you're not seeing the big picture. It's not about just wearing a mask. It's about like, okay, we give up our ability to breathe, breathe air and, and, and wear a mask if we want and, and take those risks if we want, like government isn't here to, to give you rights. They're here to protect your rights. And that that's what people don't understand. Like the government shouldn't be telling you what you like, if you don't want to risk leaving your house, then don't risk leaving your house. But you know, to me, this idea that like all of a sudden in 2020, pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies and big pharma cared about the well-being of of the the average person and all of a sudden politicians were telling the truth and had no other incentives or agendas was just like incredibly just insane to me and it also showed the power of propaganda and the power of fear you scare people enough everything that they you know that they thought they believed they goes out the window and when you're a materialist right like a virus is scary, but when you when you're a spiritual person, and you be and you believe that there's like a greater power, or you believe there's a greater purpose, 
you're not as scared because you, you know you 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 know you're doing what's right and and that's more important than anything else and uh you know and it it, it all starts in schooling brainwashing the kids tell them to not be creative like yourself you know playing music do you know uh, doing podcasts whatever it may be like don't work that part of your brain at um, I, I had a, a a guest on that was a regular back in the day. His name was Hunter Motz. He used to uh, co-host the show with Brian Callen, uh, the Brian Callen show, and then it was Mixed Mental Arts. It, it changed its name a few times, but real intelligent guy. But he talked about he also was the author of uh, the Straight A Conspiracy. But he talked about how they did this study where they would talk to kids in like kindergarten and they would ask like how many of you think you're creative or have like a really good imagination like every single kid raised their hand and then as they got older they would ask the same question and less and less kids raise their hand now i don't think it's because you become less creative as you get older or you lose that ability i think the world tells you like hey stop wasting your time doing that stuff focus on reading and writing and stuff that are black and white and and stuff that we're uh, telling you to, to do math and all this stuff so you can get a good job and all that other stuff is useless. But that other stuff's not useless because that other stuff is how we ask those bigger questions and how we find meaning and how we we look, you know, up to the sky and say, what the hell's out there and what what is this all about? And and, you know, this idea that like the sky is endless and, and you know, just all these bigger questions that I think the average person is almost suppressed from asking. And it's and it's again, like it's by design. You know, uh, one of my good friends, Richard Grove, has a great documentary called State of Mind, the Psychology of Control. And if you go back, you know, he, he kind of gives you a historical perspective on it. And it, it goes back from like the beginning of time and, and civilizations that. You know, there's always been people who want to control people. And sometimes that means suppressing information. And that goes into some of the things we talked about before we started recording, before we went live. Um, some of that suppressed information could be, who knows, like who knows what the Vatican has, right, in their library. Some people believe it. it's books from, you know, uh, from uh, the Library of Alexander. It's uh, Some people believe it's like the uh, the missing pieces to the human puzzle and the human timeline right and you know you brought up uh, graham hancock i love graham hancock and and uh uh carl uh uh well i've not forgetting his name um the, the other guy who, who who's, who's uh, his buddy uh um the sacred ge geometry guy but randall you, carlson randall carlson sorry. yes randall carlson yeah. uh but I don't smoke weed, but sometimes I feel like I do. I forget stuff. But it's, uh, you know, <laughs> we have CBD I, receptors in our body. <laughs> but but I, I, you know, this idea that like civilization, like we think that like civilization, if it was a graph, it would just like we just keep getting smarter and smarter and advancing and pro progressing. And, you know, they tend to believe and, you know, Ancient Apocalypse uh, was a great documentary series and and obviously all, you know, Fingerprints of the Gods and all Graham Hancock's uh, work in the past. And, um, you know, really asks the question, like, is it just this graph that continues, you know, advancing and progressing or did something happen? And, you know, at some point and we had to start over and then some of that old wisdom or some of that old technology or information or understanding was lost or suppressed by you know uh, later civilizations and those are important questions and i think those questions also cross paths with like the what's going on now exactly yeah yeah you know like uh, sam trip big big sam trip he always likes to say this uh 
and I, I kind of I kind of hold it true. Like the same people who killed Jesus, the Roman Catholic Empire is the same people who's in charge today, the Roman Vatican Church and the their their monstrosity of the empire that they've created. Uh, and, and that all ties into this ancient uh, Babylonic Molech ball luciferian fallen angel worship where they do all sorts of ritual magic uh blood magic and you know crazy type of stuff that uh you know they they in their own words like get uh power and money from and all the world's riches but they lose their soul and you know we see that in hollywood we hear that about celebrities celebrities come out all the time saying it you know uh more and more videos of them just like Weaking out, like really losing their soul on camera. Like it doesn't even seem like them. It's just something like speaking through them. And it's it's very strange. Um, you hear the politicians are are dealing with the same stuff. I remember that uh clip. Um there's there's a couple of them. There's the CERN ritual where they're these guys are doing some midnight ritual right in front of a Shiva statue. So there's this video out there. You got yeah, CERN ritual. You guys will see these elitists, they'll be doing some crazy ritual tonight. Then there's another one, uh Godiva, Godiva, I think it's Godiva Tunnel Ritual, where there's like a hundred politicians in like 10 a.m. or 12, you know, 12 at noon, and they're they're opening a tunnel, and uh, they're all in these weird costumes doing weird, crazy rituals, you know, and you see it over and over. Um, you know, we hear like how deep the Super Bowl halftime shows are. These dudes are performing grand rituals. I mean, um, some people even think that the way 9-11 was shaped, uh, you know, what is it like? They they think it's like the two two towers of Boaz and Joaquin. And, uh, you know, they were kind of breaking through uh, or using that as some ritual thing. You know, we, we look at the Georgia Guidestones and how that was very ritualistic. It's saying that what, it wants to limit the world's population. And... Um, over and over and over again, this has been happening. I think that what we're experiencing is um, nothing of, of the new. You know, we we read the Bible or we hear ancient cultures talk about these uh, dark spirits that we've just had to have come across uh, that have came here, um, came from another planet, came from another dimension, uh, whatever it may be. We see the Hollywood politicians and uh, big elite really idolize it when i mean when i look at the military uh and the way that a lot of their badges are if if you started looking at into a lot of the way that the military badges are these 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 things are not normal they have pyramids they have osiris they have snakes they have aliens bigfoot and you like look at them like why would the military be doing this like when they just want to like put a shield and a sword or like something simple you know but no 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 you know they're openly uh kind of well i want to say openly but um in, in their eyes what is it the revelation of the method the law of karma that they have to bypass so they they kind of secretly put a little bit of the details out and put in public and it's just for us to uh catch on to and if we catch on to it then you know we're kind of free liberated a little bit just a little bit and they're they're free and liberated just a little bit because they don't have to suffer the consequences and uh Right, right now. I mean, speaking about the vaccine, I was just looking at some videos of over this week where, under a microscope, there's been several instances where there is like floating organisms inside of these shots, and there, there there's these robotic organisms floating inside these shots. And then, you know, over the last six years, we've seen out in public 
the science organizations and the news organizations of the world say, yeah, you know, our scientists are building 3D, um, 3D nano machines and that can, you know, sh- shift, shape shift and, and, uh, you know, clear arteries and go into our body and actually work as many microcomputers inside of our body. It's like, wait, all right. So, you know, you hear about that and it's, it's, I think a dehumanization what's been going on, you know, they take away our knowledge. Like, as you said, with the library of Alexandria, like, of course that, why, why else would that be burned and destroyed? Why, why are all these grand libraries destroyed? I remember even out there when uh, it was the mid two thousands and it was supposedly what the search for weapons of mass destruction. What did they go do? They, they went and destroyed so much freaking historical land. It's beyond insane. You know, from the nineties to the two thousands with even, even desert storm before then. Yeah. Like it was just a, it's, it's a big rewashing of history. I know that there's this new topic that people like to talk about. It's uh, Tataria and the mud flood. And um, you know what? It, it just happens to be every like month, news sites are saying, wow, we, we've uh, uncovered um, buildings underneath our property. We've un- under, un- uncovered tunnels underneath our property. And don't get me started on tunnels with the way that the, you know everything's been going on. I mean... All that stuff with the Jewish tunnels, that's that's sickening. You know, uh, Disney and Playboy were very open in t- saying that they had tunnels. And all around the world, uh, you know, we we just don't know how far it goes, but we just know that it's there. And that's what that's the thing that uh, some people just can't get over. They can't get over the hurdle that, you know, there's, there's something lingering in the back of their mind. Like, is this really happening in our reality right now? But they don't want to face it, you know, and and I think that's why we're here. You know, uh, there there are some very, you know, spiritual people out here doing God's work, uh, doing um, as I said beforehand, um, I feel like there are some heavenly forces and heavenly energies that that we're representing or that we're instilling onto people through the way we're uh, giving people wisdom and strength and a little bit of information and positivity while we're at it. You know, we're not trying to depress you guys and. You know, we're not like trying to bring this out, you know, uh, just to depress. No, like this is this is something that, you know, we should be able to like take back home at any rate and realize like, well, if I can make some life changes like me. Like I made extreme life changes over the last five years where I, I, I took myself from darkness to light just because I started accepting the truth, accepting what other people had to say. I wasn't shutting people down. I wasn't shutting people up just because. They said something a little bit, uh, you know, that might be too over my head, right? That might be too um, informative, right? Too controversial, right? No, no, no. I just realized, like, hey, they have a heart. And and it is true. Like, these other people, these atheists, the theys, the, the T-plus peoples and these demonic Satanists, you're not going to see them standing up for righteousness, guys. If you look at social media... You know, who are the people that you see standing up for love and positivity and the right thing? It's the people, you know, who are spiritual and religious. And it's more than likely that you're going to see some dark hater be like, ah, now F it, you know. And, you know, you look all over Instagram and Twitter. It's filled with this demon, demon, demon energy, man. Uh, it's it's beyond insane what, what you know what we're going through in reality. Like, now, now, let's just break this down for the viewers real quick. Um, it is on a political level. When WikiLeaks came out uh, in the mid like 2010s, where Julian Assange got like totally destroyed for, it's in some of those documents. It was said that Hillary Clinton was looking for uh, the the tomb of Gilgamesh, 
And it is also, um, it was also in there that she was doing like, oh man, crazy stuff like frazzle drip and, and, uh, you know, there, there's also more about how, I guess, you know, between her and Obama and, you know, Biden and all their little crews, what they wanted to bring about was, what is it, Ricky? Again, they wanted to bring about the the rapture or the the coming of the Antichrist. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I mean, these people do believe in rituals. I mean, like you said, the CERN, uh, like it looked like a satanic ritual type thing. I mean, you can find articles, and it's funny because uh, Tim Pool was just talking about this not too long ago with uh, Jim Corsetti, who has uh, uh, the Bright Insight. Uh, YouTube channel and Rumble channel. It's a, a great, great uh, channel. But and he's great to follow on Twitter. He's constantly always uh, sharing things, uh, really interesting things. But they talked about this. They're like, why would you, what, what, why would you do that? And then during the Tim Pool show, they they looked it up and they said it was a hoax. They found an article that was a it was a hoax and it was a joke. And then they found another article that said no, it, it wasn't. And like this is the they show the video or whatnot. But even if, you know, it, they do this stuff out in the open. I mean, why do we have a pyramid on a American dollar bill? I mean, it's it, they're they're sending it, it's they're without a doubt. You know, that's why the the, you know, um, the sacred geometry and this type of stuff is really interesting. The conversations about like the Freemasons and Knights Templar, like, are they hiding something? Do they know something. Is there some information that is being suppressed from the public, some understanding of our reality? they can only suppress it for so long because the fact that people are openly on mainstream platforms talking about UFOs experiences, you know, uh, um, before we start recording, I believe, or e either sometime it's, uh, in the beginning of this show, either before we start recording or right when we started talking, I was talking about a guest I had on, I actually just looked it up. Just to remember his name, uh, Ralph Blumenthal. He was the uh, guy who wrote that uh, New York times, uh, you know, article about UFOs that went viral and kind of made it mainstream. But he had a book called uh, The Believer, and it was about this Harvard prize-winning uh, psychologist called uh, Dr. John, John E. Mack. And John, Dr. Mack was somebody who was a little skeptical about these experiences, you know, people who said that they were having these uh, experiences with aliens or people from another realm or whatnot. And he just went to, he was actually, I believe, a uh, expert in child psychology and wrote a bunch of books about child psychology. And uh, and so he ends up talking to these people and interviewing them and trying to get to know them. Uh, dogs always help bring more views. So uh, <laughs> putting cute pets on the camera would probably help uh, YouTube uh, views. <laughs> But uh, it, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where like he was he went in as a skeptical science first type person, uh, Dr. John Mack, and then eventually turned into a believer. And he would he would, did interviews, I think, even on Larry King and whatnot. And they're like, what like what do you think these experiences are? And he talked about how these experiences were things that you know these experiences were were things that you couldn't explain there were things that you couldn't you you don't you didn't know what happened if it was physical if it was mental if it was an other realm other uh dimension but he's a, as a psychologist he's like without a doubt 
it was something like the experience was real right and and then it goes into that conversation like what's real right if i can't if i don't see it but you experience it is it real it's like well what the what the fuck is reality like what what is real what isn't real what how do you define real and how do you define reality like and and the crazy thing is like when you have these type of conversations people will 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 kind of look at like this is just too too crazy to believe but yet you have a conversation about like quantum physics and you have a conversation about like you know stars that scientists say are you know by time we see them they're already dead and we're just seeing the light that still exists and it's like okay so that concept is not like nobody ever says hey how the fuck do you know this and and like how'd you come up with this idea like nobody is like i don't see people putting on their skeptical hat when they hear these scientific this is a problem with like experts it's like we respect experts too much you were talking about in the beginning of the show uh how we're like just two common dudes we are and guess what typically some of the most interesting people who br break the the walls of a type of thinking or a philosophy are people from the outside who go in and are like, no, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, and that's how it's always been throughout history. It's people who who ask questions. I mean, Nikolai Tesla threw a curveball to all the concepts of the world, you know, with free energy. Um, you know, he he was in Colorado trying to uh, contact aliens and believes he had some contact with either some some other realm, some other uh, being somewhere else. Uh, you know, so it's like people just pick and choose which things they want to believe you know they'll they'll talk to a religious person and say those stories are ridiculous but yet you know you talk about quantum physics and it's like oh something's moving and staying still at the same time and they just repeat that and i'm like wait wait well what did you just say like and can you explain this to me and you can you get it explained to, your, to you like a billion times and i'm like well that makes less sense than what the religious person is saying happened and you're saying that that's complete horseshit. So I'm just like, you're picking and choosing what you believe and what you don't believe. The world is full of mysteries. You know, uh, somebody that I'm a huge fan of, uh, Dr. Michael Millerman, who is actually, um, you know, his claim to fame was he was the first person to translate uh, Alexander Dugan, the philosopher, uh, the Russian philosopher, who is also known as uh, Putin's brain, that some people have, have coined that term for him. But he was the first one to kind of uh, translate his books. And when he was on and he said that, like, what really got him into philosophy was like mysticism and just mystics and uh, and, you, you know, the history of it and, and all, you know. So it's like I think all these things intertwine. I don't think, you know, Graham Hancock, when he was um, and I'm going to do this a lot. I know people who are new to me. I'm going to have one idea. And before I even finish that idea, uh, I'll do my best to finish it. But sometimes I just like hop onto another idea because my brain's going a thousand miles an hour. But um, great. Hey, happens, happens to the best of us. I mean, that's the way I am, man. Like, actually, like the reality, it's all connected. You know, the universe, it's all connected. Well, Gr Graham Hancock, I loved what he was saying about you know, because a lot of the the weed culture and people who are big into smoking weed or whatever and and like uh, spiritual, like they kind of you know they're they're spiritual, but they don't consider themselves religious, right? And they kind of look at it as 
like kind of silly and whatnot. And like many of the psychedelics um, users from the left, you know, even the civil, uh, not the civil rights, but the anti-war movement during Vietnam and all this stuff, uh, the LSD, the, the, you know, all, all mushrooms, all these people, like they seem to be more left-leaning, less uh, religious and, and more, you know, would be considered spiritual. But like Graham Hancock during um, one of his appearances on Rogan, he was talking about how we can't read things out of the Bible or any old writings or stories that have been told and retold and written and rewritten throughout generations. Uh, we can't look at them like they're just silly stories. We have to really consider the seriousness of them and the potential metaphors that are in in these writings and these stories and the potential wisdom and the potential uh, lost knowledge or information like we have to understand that you have to put yourself in their in in their timeline and their interpretation of the way the world works right like for a long time you know because we didn't understand rain we thought that it, or, or thunder or whatever like we thought it was because the gods were angry right we thought that waves in the ocean were because some god was angry like we always try it, it's human nature for us to constantly try to explain the unexplainable and try to understand ourselves in the world around us and they did that too and that has never you know uh ended and that you know throughout the be the beginning of time like we've always tried to understand our purpose and why we're here and all these things and we can learn from our ancestors and learn from like the stories and the wisdom that they learn and, and things that they uncovered and they might have uncovered a understanding of reality and uh, understanding of gravity understanding like all these things that we can't understand you hear stories about people going into a ufo or some type of craft and from the outside it looks small then they go in and it's ginormous, you know, or vice versa, you know, uh, a, a craft that go in and then it's a small room. Like it's like this idea, like it's all we have to shatter our understanding of reality and our understanding of how the world works and start over. Right. And like or at least be open minded to other ideas, because we always try to fit everything that happens that's unexplained on this foundation of our understanding of reality. I remember having this conversation with Dr. Jessica Rose and you know, she's a PhD in many different things and one of the smartest people I've ever met, but she's also a virologist, right? And so like you go to a university and there are the godfather godfathers of your major. There are the godfathers, the books that everybody who goes to school for these topics, like you have to learn, right? And then you're your expansion of that topic is all based on those people that you have been told, like have figured it out before you and everything is based off the way they do things, the way they look at things, the way they understand things. And I was telling her, I'm like, well, doesn't it kind of prevent you from really understanding, you know, if something is incorrect, right? So we'll just keep telling a story over and over again, or even, you know, you talked about being, um, um, in the fitness and whatnot. I am too. I'm, you know, I go to the gym every morning. I've had tons of doctors on, um, in regards to like homeopathic medicines and, and dietary ways of, of dealing with disease and sicknesses and, and really optimizing your body and mind, you know, with, a uh, good food and, and nutrition and vitamins and whatnot. And 
you know, a lot of these people who who break the boundaries on what we should be eating or not eating are people from the outside looking in. Or people are like, hey, I know I'm told these are the the guidelines of how I look at nutrition, but I'm going to say like maybe those are wrong. Maybe maybe the people that we are saying are the the godfathers of of this you know this topic this field of work like maybe they were wrong let's go back and rethink everything let's reimagine everything and you know to me that's the a real what a real skeptic should do um i i brought up this uh this story before on my podcast uh, about this uh this documentary called the syndrome and there's many documentaries like this but this is just one that uh you know that came to mind about shaking baby syndrome right so you had parents that were having their kids taken away from them and you had parents that were getting locked up because these experts quote unquote was saying so they would bring their kids their child to the hospital saying hey something's wrong with my child and they would say that hey this was say a case of shaking baby syndrome and that's what caused their brain damage or head damage or whatever and these parents were getting their kids taken away from them. They just wanted to get their kids looked at and help. And instead, they're looked at as criminals. They, got, they had their kids taken away from them. It took a doctor, a expert who was not an expert in, in kids or health or, or you know any of these uh, typical experts that you would call to look into these type of cases. It took an expert that was uh, expert in car crashes. He he, What he was, he was an expert who looked at crash test dummies and and how you know our body reacted during crashes and uh, i forget the story on how he got linked up to um the shaking baby syndrome but i think somebody reached out to him or whatever and he's like well that doesn't make any sense because to for a child to have that type of brain damage due to shaking you would see some neck damage and these children have no neck damage and so it literally like experts were locking up parents, having kids taken away um, from from their parents. And it took somebody from the outside with a whole like with a virgin personality or, or a perspective on things. Somebody who could come in with a clear mind, with no dogmas that are going to it's going to affect the way they look at things, came in and said, you guys got it all fucking wrong. Like, this doesn't make any sense what you're doing and what you're saying. Like, this can't be true. And it's just like it's just one of many examples of how we put these experts on a pedestal and we think like somebody has figured it out before us. And if everybody is repeating this, it must be true. And somebody must have taken the time and done the work to make sure that this is good science. This is well thought out. This is something that is valid. And then instead you go back and realize, oh, it's all horseshit. Like like it was all based on nonsense. I mean, and then that happens with studies all the time. I mean, the, 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 uh, you go back to like the how they came up with this idea that cholesterol was causing heart attacks. That study was all horseshit. You talk about, um, you know, the blue zones and how like, you know, a lot of people use the blue zones as a, uh, a way of, of saying. So blue zones are like the places in the world where people live the longest and you know, uh, a lot of vegetarians or vegans will say, hey, look, you know, they don't they don't eat a lot of meat or whatever this and that. And like there's all these flaws with the blue zone. So it's like all these studies that are become like adopted as like this is the rule, like this has become the standard uh, way of thinking. Like you go back and realize like, oh, oh, my God, like it's all it's all nonsense. It's it's like when I discovered Gerard Williams uh, work, uh, he was a BBC journalist who well, one of the first really credible people that talked about Hitler making it to Argentina. 
he he was in Argentina for a story. He was looking um, for, you know, just researching other things, found all these books in Spanish about Hitler making it to Argentina. Then he's like, how can this be? Everybody knows Hitler died in Germany. He killed himself. Then he goes to do research on the story that everybody has accepted to be true and finds out there's no evidence that that story was true, that the FBI looked for that Hoover had a operation looking for Hitler in Latin America. He believed that he, he escaped there, that uh, the Soviet Union thought the same thing. The fact that the bones, which Gerard Williams eventually with, I think, the History Channel or Discovery Channel did DNA testing on wasn't even a male it was a female so it's like there's zero evidence that he made it uh that he he died in germany but yet this story gets told over and over again everybody assumes somebody did the research somebody took the time and work to really look into it before repeating it and nobody does and that's how a story continues over and over again and science is no different our understanding of reality is no different somebody's you know, whatever, some somebody in science decides that, hey, what holds things to the earth is gravity. This is just my theory. And that's the other thing, too. Like all these things are theory theories. There's no way 100 percent you can prove that gravity is holding, you know, is what's holding things on, uh, you know, to the earth. You know, it's just there's no there's no way of proving it. It's a theory based on, you know, what we see in our own experiences and 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 maybe, you know, tests or whatnot. But like all you know, scientific theories, eventually they end up dying and a new theory comes around where they realize they misunderstood something or they miss something or or they have a new understanding of of, um, you know, gravity or, or re reality or whatever. And uh, so, like, you know, m my point of this very long rant is the fact that uh, that it, it's really important to question everything and it, and it does, it won't just help you with your own personal health because instead of you just assuming if the doctor's telling you that these are your options to get through the sickness or illness that those are your only options because that's not never true the human body is absolutely amazing mother nature is absolutely amazing if you find the things that your body needs that you're missing that you but you connect those 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 dots you can cure yourself and help yourself with just about anything. And it's happened over and over again. There's tons of cases of people who have, I mean, th that guy, um, Nipsey, whatever his name, Nipsey Hustle or whatever, Hustle Nipsey, whatever his name was. Yeah, who was making, awesome. yeah he was making the documentary uh, about the doctor who proved in court, proved in court that he cured people of all these diseases and illnesses a natural way. And the, the rapper was... Dr. Sebi? Yeah, Dr. Sebi. And and he he was so uh amazed by the fact that this story wasn't mainstream, he wanted to 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 make a documentary about it. Of course he ended up uh dying and um, you know, and who knows what what was the the cause of that. But like my point is like there's cases of that. I had uh I actually just had this conversation with Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report, and uh she's we were talking about how this Italian filmmaker, uh, Massimo, who did a 9-11 New Pearl Harbor. He did um, a, a moon landing, a great documentary, I think, called American Moon or something like that. But one of the first films I ran into uh, that he did was called uh, Cancer Cures. And it documents all these amazing doctors and and people who looked at health um, differently and uh who, who were curing people with, with teas or root extracts or uh, dietary methods. 
And uh, and he documented all these and all these people got criticized. They got sued. They got shut down. And it's like it, it doesn't even make any sense because if eating healthy makes you healthier, then why wouldn't vitamins and stuff that comes from food also help? And it just, you know, but again, like this is just the the, the problem about the, the world and reality we live in is that it they're molding our reality. They're controlling our reality. It's social engineering. You talked about the, the Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones was literally like a blueprint. They're like, this is the way we think the world should be. Oh, by the way, everybody's actually taking this seriously now. And, and maybe we should just blow it up. And that's what happened. They just demolished the Georgia Guidestones. There's like, and, uh, and I heard that's an alchemical process that they did. They, they put it, they set it with fire and explosives. And it's like, it, in some essence, that's what alchemists do in order to make the actual rune and magic happen. And, uh, you know, speaking about how the, um, in the beginning, you you, Sarah, you were starting to say how COVID felt like a battle, a spiritual battle. And, and this ties into how what we were just talking about right now, like all of this, everything that we've been going through, it's it seems like it's not from our reality. It, it doesn't seem like the people that are, are oppressing us are actually themselves that, you know, that doesn't seem like their agenda is the human agenda, you know, uh, whether it be an off world agenda or just a dark spiritual agenda. It's just not on the same vibrancy you know you hear hear the stories about how everybody around hillary clinton says she smells like sulfur and smells like demons and this weirdness like and then this you know you see the uh hollywood movies tv shows and everything they they incorporate it out and you know out in the open there's like these spiritual forces that lay around us you know like currently in our reality and yeah as you said we just can't see them a lot of people can't see them that's why you know in some some forms there's uh there's the shamans out there and there's the very trained people who can take psychedelics and and take entheogens you know holistic plant-based medicines with very strong chemical properties that attach to our brain and you know natural ways that open up these uh visual um receptors and and help us see into these different dimensions and like you know that's where i think uh a lot of this is very very spiritual we're going through um you know i believe i believe in god right and i believe in the angels like the good angels you know archangel michael and all this like there's something something there, there's something out there that you can definitely tell it it's in our current reality that you know there's a light to there's a light to there's a love to when i eat organic food so speaking about the food thing right I'm very big on promoting organic food, non-GMO food. And I really, I can talk to you about this. I, I think that there's some demonic energy inside these GMO foods. Like, okay, it, I don't know how else to say this, but you can kind of tell when, when people are lost on the sauce, you know, the malt 40 liquors and the artificial stuff, the junks, the McDonald's, they got this, you know, some, some people got this weird vibe to them. And, and it's not like, you know, they're weird. It's like, no, the vibe inside them was weird where they're saying things that are very reactionary you know you, it's like a trigger word and then it's like something comes out of them and it's like boom the, they shut it down you know i find people very very defensive over the term mcdonald's i'm not talking about the person eating it i'm like hey did you know that this mcdonald's is filled with this and this and they get like a demonic matter you know what who cares like so what like what so what i like mcdonald's you know it's like it, it, something tr triggers and floods them you know you look at the packaging and I just something triggered in my head, like Mexico, they they just started banning the images on the packaging. Right. So this if this is a cult magic that they're doing right uh, here in America, a lot of the imagery 
is like a hypnotization. It's 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 flooding into their consciousness, their subconsciousness, their brain, and and then um, I, I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but it's magic. You know what I mean? There's something go along with the chemicals. These these poisonous chemicals, the red ones, the the blue forties, these phosphates, triphates, dicalcium bullshit. You know, whatever, man. You know, it's nothing natural. It when you look at uh, under the microscope on how this actually affects our body, our cells do not bind. Like our, the the cells of these foods do not bind with our gut, do not bind with our skin, which is where all the bloating comes from. All the fatness, all the pain, all the inflammation, all the cancers, the the clogged arteries. Like, where, where do where do you think all that that clogged junk is coming from? And you see people out there uh, on natural diets, natural foods, they're homegrown. You know, uh, every day, all day, they're they're pretty healthy. They're really healthy, actually. And you know, you Dr. Sebi's, yeah, one of the the persons that I've heard over the last ten years, like that's really been powerful. Um, and it's he's helped me kind of understand. I, I haven't watched a lot of him, but I just from the brief things that I have read, I'm like, okay, I can take this to home. And this is already something that I know. Now he's just like clarifying it, like all the stuff around us, it's life, right? There, and you look at the way uh, reality is going with Bill Gates and the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. These dudes, these these high level organizations, Fauci, uh, you know. Pfizer, uh, Monsanto, all this wants to dehumanize the world, um, literally on a DNA level, on a on a vibrancy level, on a conscious level, spiritual level, energy level, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, key, chi, prana, it, it's happening. And you can tell because people are like walking around these days and I feel so like down depressed. No, nah, I just want to I just want to like lay home, be tired, you know. And there's so many more injuries, so many more hospitalizations. You know, I feel like it's not just uh, people, people just being dumb. It's like literally this food, this the chemicals around us. Uh, we know that Bill Gates wants to block off the sun and, uh, you know, create this carbon zero world. And guess what, guys? If there's zero carbon, there's zero life. And like, I don't think people understand, like, well, we'll pretty much die if there's zero carbon. And uh you know what we're seeing with this whole climate change it it's it's affecting people um on a mental level spiritual level it what we can tell right now is it seems very obvious that these dudes want to get off planet right and i'm just wondering like if yeah i don't know if the stars and all that are real i don't know if the planets are real but is it more that they're just trying to also bring entities down to earth? You know, we're seeing all this UFO talk. Like, um, I, I know that there was this, this dude, Sam Tripoli had on, um, I forgot what his name was, but he, he talked about how, uh, Nevada and the, the South, uh, West was very occultic and, you know, um, you know, you see, um, what, what is that? Roswell, right? Roswell. And it's like very, very close to all these other ranches, you know, these very high level ranches, you know, Epstein Ranch, Zorro Ranch, uh, you know, then you got the um, Tom Ford Ranch, you know, these billionaires. And then you look down beneath and you hear about how there's all tunnel networks in, you know, and then Microsoft was found like r right around the same area. And, you know, I'm just wondering, like, were these dudes already bringing these entities down, you know, with, with how, how far it goes back with uh, Eisenhower, right? Um, I, I really do think that what we're seeing on Earth right now, it's not just like 
it's not just humanly, man. Uh, there, there's some very, very strange um, things going on, and yeah, it might be invisible, invisible to our eyes, but like, what's in these UFOs? Who's in these UFOs that these that the military knows about? It, it's very obvious the military knows about them. Um, you know, when as you as we were talking about, like a little bit of uh, the Nazis and uh, Hitler. Uh, it, beyond Argentina, though, there's there's stories um, with Admiral Byrd, Richard Admiral Byrd, where he went down into Antarctica and they already had a Nazi civilization there. The, the Nazis were all up in the tunnels. They were they were talking to uh, a ancient race called the Vril. Um, and you can do some more research on that. I actually had posted a video about the Vril and their witchcraft and what they were all about um, like a couple years ago. And it's it seems like what we're being told about our current reality, I, I man, the whole flat earth topic is a touchy one, right? But it's it's in ancient books, it's in the United Nations uh map. Um, so it's not in it's not in public schools because we know public schools is pretty much controlled by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but they're not telling us something that's in our reality, right? Like whether it's outside of Antarctica or underneath. When we when we look at uh, the Emerald Tablets, it talks about the nether the nether world where where people been were traveling down into the cave tunnels down into Earth and like making deals with with gods and making deals with uh, these entities. Right? I'm not I'm not sure exactly where they're at. Whether they're outside of our plane, outside of the space, the the ice wall, or they're underneath. But it's very obvious, like to us on this level we're seeing like hey these dudes are here they're they're making deals and this is all a dehumanization effort like you know the foods the music where it's like literally degrading so degrading you you i i can't listen to new music bro i cannot listen to new hip-hop new rap without this like weirdness you know it feels like there's devilish energies and you see the you see the videos and yeah for sure devilish energies all about killing it teaches females all about whoring out. Um, it's just, you know, there's no God in it. There's a real um, battle that's happening right before our own eyes. And, you know, the, the vaccine things, you know, in Elon Musk's words, right? He said that he can literally, they can literally change people into a butterfly. Well, like, in some essence, can't they, like, change people into, like, a dark spirit, a demon, you know, like, a more hateful, uh, you know, what, what, what I've seen over the last four years is, like, yeah, there, there is um, a polarization. People who care on, on social media and people who care in the world, and you can tell it, you you feel it, you can feel that they have heart. And then there's the other side. They're like not human. They they don't they don't they don't comprehend what it means to love. They don't comprehend what it means to kid. I mean, what it means to have a kid. I mean, I've seen these videos of of women be like, yeah, I've had like 90 abortions. I never want babies. Yeah. Hail Satan. Like, what the fuck? What? I, I don't want to, I don't want to date anymore, bro. You know what I mean? Uh it, it it's gone to that point. Um and it's it's on it's purposeful. When we looked at the BLM uh and and all that and 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 maybe some of these other politics uh they want to destroy the nuclear family. They they don't want a real family. They don't want a a mom and dad they don't want uh, you know the the son and daughter all living and loving you know they want the uh, they want the adoptions and the broken family just so you know god isn't there and um 
you know, let, let's go ahead and take a quick little uh, 15 or no, my, my, my. let's go ahead and take a five minute break, 10 minute break. Five, no, five minute break. My bad. Five minute break. How about that, bro? Is that cool? I got, I got, a, I got a song and commercial I could go ahead and play for like five minutes and then uh, we can go ahead and um, run the outro. Well, we can start preparing for it. I know that you, I know that you only have like 30 more minutes, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 20, 30 more minutes. All right, cool. Um, let's go ahead and just run a, how about this? We're going to run a three minute commercial break and we'll be right back guys. Yeah. I'm just going to play a quick song, brother. I'm I'm getting a little too heated. I need, I need, I'm gonna go take, take a little breather. Gonna go far. That's what we on the run for. Go hard. Sipping gin while we sitting, spitting those bars. Getting rich, got a vision, get the show cards. A lot of money laying around cause we go hard. Always go hard. Spitting fire, see the sonar. Hope they resonate with the vibe. Feel like Mozart. Really, I'm alive and my soul feel like most on. That's what hoes are. Feel explosive, so I show art. Yeah, I make art. Sad to see people with no heart. I work to replace all of the negative. I go far with it. I'ma show all of these bitches no complaining If you with it, don't you dreamy See the vision, need my energy, the mission Really take all my precision Every single day I picture where I'll be The day we get it, feed the brothers, feed the fam I don't really give a damn I don't wanna give fame As I wanna lend a hand Give the cash and rubber bands To the people always standing On my side, always down the rise Say I planned it I'm the guy, like the supersized on the planet In my mind, I don't gotta try I already have it I'll be doing damn I was born a savage In my mind, I already died Living lavish Heaven is a state of mind Be glad if you have it Living in a simulation Be patient to grab it Universal bring it to you If you ain't an average If you live an average And Satan found a man in your life I'm just trying to tell you If you gonna roll the dice Gamble in your life Instead of living precise I ain't perfect But I'm gonna earn it no, it don't concern anybody but my person Lesson that I learn is that people are gonna burn Anything you do, they gonna pay the price Nothing nice coming life for the dipshits They just wish shit, never gonna manifest it Never catch me resting, short-term blessings I just want my brain to work so I can write my next hit Ignite the blessings, manifest my life Never question a moment in my life I be knowing that it's meant to be This my destiny, all the rest of my life Really history, the day that I'm finally gone They'll be missing me, your position be The reason that I'm gone 200 songs done, I've been on the run I ride a wave, make a way, I'm the one I stay the same, but I'm changing a ton Rearranging my brain for the gain through the sun I've been absorbing the light, I could say that I won At least I'm conscious of what I'm doing, praying a ton Relay all the information, staying patient with the shit I write a hit just to get through all the shit I ain't a bitch, so I'll make it I ain't dealing with a prick, I'm finna take over the game Really, I'm getting in, I'm really glad that you're here to witness it I'm about to fix entire rap game You could call it magic like a trick, classic with the way I spit it, it be clapping when it hits. I be snapping on this shit. I've been rapping, feeling lit. I'm mm.
Yes, yes, we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed that oatmeal eating, you know. And just don't close your eyes and imagine anything else, dude. Just it's oatmeal. All right. Please, please, for the love of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys uh, are enjoying this broadcast, this podcast, and um this swapcast between Baba Nine Divine Pines and the Ripple Effect. And uh wherever this wherever this is landing, remember, we are with you. Where uh where we shine the light. We will go forward because uh, we cannot like stumble into the darkness that uh, the devil wants us to, um, you know. Yes, yes. So, guys, go ahead, like, subscribe, share, and um, tell everybody around this is going down. Go ahead, drop some donations. This is a people for people podcast. I'm for you, you for me, and we good. You know what I mean? We're good. So, um. Yeah, man. Uh, Ricky. Yeah, we're you know we had a pretty in, in depth conversation right now. Um, where, where do you think uh is is something that that's uh going to be impactful? What, what do you think is going to be impactful over this next year? What do you what do you hear for twenty twenty four? What do you think? Well, something you brought up, uh, the food thing, I think is is a interesting topic and one that people should keep close eye on because. Like you mentioned, Bill Gates controls the food. He he has tons of farmland. Um, food is now changing. And it used to be things you could pick, things you could grow, things you could kill. And now it's things you can produce in a factory and package and uh, and, and and patent to, to make profit from. And I think it, there is something to the fact that like if you don't, you know, we're life eats life to stay alive. Right. Like we, we pass away and we disintegrate into the soil that grows beautiful plants for animals to eat and those animals eat and then some other animal will eat those animals and it's this cycle of life where we all kind of are one right it's like that theory we're all one and we all kind of recycle ourselves and you know some people believe in reincarnation and, and i think that's probably some of the theory behind it is you know you come back and maybe you have past memories or past feelings or experiences that, are, that don't seem like they're yours or during this timeline or during this life. And maybe that's a part of it. And, but I think controlling the food is important because there, you know, just like grounding, you know, which is like when you just walk on grass or dirt with no shoes and just being connected to the earth, I think eating organic natural food also connects you to mother nature and the earth. And I think when you are consuming a bunch of chemicals things that look like food designed to, to smell like food and and constantly pull at your desires and temptations to eat it but it's not really food and it's not really satisfying you nutritionally and uh, i i think it lower, lowers your frequency it, it affects your ability to th critically think it affects your ability to um to have the energy and to to go out and do things and and be proactive and maybe start a podcast or ask questions or research things that you think you've been lied to. So I think the food or, is, or is heal your sicknesses. Yeah, exactly. For sure, one hundred percent. Like, okay, uh, I, I when I went to the military for two years, just National Guard, I was in chemical biology, radiology, and nuclear department where I learned a lot about chemicals biology and all that stuff and so i came back and I, I started looking at the way that our gmo food would actually process there is no nutrients there's no building blocks there is no actual core value to like <clears throat> if you put it if you 
put uh, these GMO foods on a video game statistic, the, new, the, the stats would be very low, actually, and the toxicity would be very high. And they do it, they do it uh, just for looks and for money. And um, the organic foods, they actually have building blocks. There's, you know, the vitamins, the nutrients, the photo, uh, the photolytes, the, the amino acids, the proteins. You have uh, all these different actual nutrient values that are found on a natural level inside of the food. So when it goes into our body, it, it actually goes into our gut. Our gut has like about, I don't know, a couple million nerves up into our brain and that creates this uh, effect called neuroplasticity where there's this relationship from our gut on how we are hungry and how we process the food and digest the food and how our brain gets the energy from it so how healthy our brain is how quick we're thinking how sharp we're thinking how happy we're thinking you know yes our brain is responsible for all those uh those um endorphins and all those hormones and all those releases of the the you know chemicals that you know make our happiness and stuff and that wouldn't wouldn't be controlled if it weren't for the food in our gut you know if we don't have anything in our gut then we just don't have any anything any, any energy you see lifeless people out there you see uh you know literally people who don't just seem like they have their natural body parts it seems morphed it seems warped and it's this dehumanization um it, it you know leading into what we're seeing it's they want to put it in the 20 the the 15 minute cities right am i you know they want to have the these um you know controlled food programs in 15 minute cities they want to put us in 15 minute cities it's not just the food you know it's also it's it, it's the stuff in the air you know it's the the stuff in our homes the febrezes the febrezes are getting straight into our lungs you know these uh man the moment i the moment i took away old spice deodorant old spice body wash my skin stopped cracking my skin stopped being dry and the moment i stopped taking using febreze my lungs actually felt happier and healthier like my lungs were open instead of like concave i was always just spraying you know febreze and I'd, you know like smells good but my lungs hurt whatever you know what i mean you know i'm a simp i'll just take it no you know what i mean but uh for real it, it's all around us and uh it's it's really it's up to us you know to just make the make the change some people just don't like going out of the norm i understand that and that, that was me i was like nah i want to be the dude who always has to ask body spray you know what i mean the uh, old spice body spray whatever you know what i mean that's the cool thing you know what i mean but uh i didn't realize how damaging it was you know same thing with the the mcdonald's and the coca like the american sodas you know I don't realize just how damaging they were, but uh, you, you definitely see it's actually destroying the physiology and the biology of the consumers. Yeah, and you and you think if we're some uh, type of antenna that can tap into things, and maybe when you're spiritual or during you know religious moments or whatever, you feel like you're tapping into something maybe that food and that lack of cognitive ability or that fluoride that you know was laughed about for a long time like oh you know fluoride that's just a conspiracy theory and now you're see fluoride free products all over the place you see fluoride free uh toothpaste you see fluoride free all types of stuff you see aluminum free deodorant like these are all things that was kind of laughed about for a long time like oh these things aren't poisoning us these things aren't aren't having any negative effect on us. And, uh, and now, you know, and that's, I guess, you know, the, the, the white pill, right. Is, is the fact that like people are waking up to this stuff. Like a lot of people that 
wouldn't even entertain these conversations or maybe if they did entertain these conversations they would entertain them because they find them entertaining and not because they they think they're realistic are now looking at them like no these are real issues there is a a thing um called the elite they exist they're real there's a lot of different variations and different uh you know obviously you have the world economic forum you have you know the the elites in hollywood the elites in in, in politics the elites everywhere um but there's people who want to control other people manipulate other people and will do anything they're psychopathic right like they're just people who who you know and and i always try to like think about like the why you know some people think it's money it's resources, it's power. Like, what are they addicted to that they will go to any lengths to get more of it? And it, it you figure it, you get to you get to a point where like you've been on every exotic island, you've had every nice car, you've been everywhere. Like, what you know, what other motive do you have to continue doing what you're doing? You know, and it's either you have a vision of the world that you want to force, you know, and and change the population to accept. Or, you know, or it's it's darker than that. Like, like you know, we've talked about before, it's good versus evil. And, you know, you you just don't mind hurting people or killing people. Or, or it's like when a celebrity uh, gets a kick out of stealing something, even though they have the money to buy it, but they, they shoplift it anyways. It's like you, you are looking for other ways that, you know, to stimulate your brain for that adrenaline rush, you know, and... Maybe it is child trafficking and being a part of that. Maybe it is, um, you know, just sick people doing crazy stuff. I mean, there's just, you know, we we brought it up, I think, briefly before. But like, you know, you look at Podesta, you look at, um, you know, Epstein, you look at like the paintings that they had. It's just you can't look at that stuff and say it's normal. Like I would if I walked into a buddy's house and I saw those paintings on the wall, I would absolutely be like, yo, what, the, what, what is this? Like, this is kind of weird. Right. But these are influential. I'd walk out, man. I'll be real. Yeah. Well, and, and the, what's crazy is when, when we see a picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress, the Monica war on a, why, why is, is the president of like, he's supposed to be the most powerful person in the world. Like he, he is the, the commander of chief of the biggest, strongest military in the world. Right. The, so he should be like the most alpha of alpha males and somebody put him in a dress and like everybody's well, okay with that wh- wh- what was that story uh just over the summer last summer where the politician and the hammer they're all into some kinky stuff man you know wh- what was that politician i can't remember uh, you know what i'm talking about it was like that was the husband of one of the uh one of the wife's po- uh are you not talking about was a politician you're not talking about the Nancy Pelosi story, are you? Yes, yeah, yeah. The Pelosi, um, Paul Pelosi, the hammer, right? Yeah, and but you know, it. I I bring this up all the time because it, it reminds me of that. Remember that horror movie, Hostel, the where it's like you had all these people who were being tortured and killed and whatever, and uh, children and and teenagers that were just like traveling through Europe. And uh, and then come to find out, like what you discover at the end of the film, or somewhere near the end of the film, that it's a bunch of rich people who have like really extreme fetishes, and they're paying this company to capture what they want. So if they want like a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, eight-year-old girl, they'll go out and find them. 
And if they want to torture them with like a blowtorch, then they get the room with the blowtorch and the girl and they get to torture them for some ridiculous. It's like, it seemed yeah. like a absolute it's insane. Like eyes wide shut, right. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so it's like, it's, it's that idea. Like, to be at the highest levels of any of these things, you have to be psychopathic. Like, you, if you're a politician, you are literally making a career out of lying and being deceitful, and 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 knowing that you're you're saying things that are completely untrue, and and com- being completely okay with it. And the more you lie, the more those neurons and uh, connect in your brain, and it becomes okay. You know, it's like that. The thing where like if you tell a lie enough times it becomes true same thing like you truth and lies don't even matter to you anymore what you get you get so focused with your incentive of of getting ahead or winning a election or getting campaign money or whatever it may be that truth and lies don't mean anything it's just completely and that that is literally like how you mold a psychopath somebody who doesn't care about right or wrong somebody who has no moral compass so we've created a system where like the only the craziest of the crazies rise to the top and get these positions and it's it's so corrupt it's i mean look at like just the extent that politicians will go to screw each other right like you you look at like you know the al gore bush administration all the fuckery that happened in florida like and then you look at like the the um the and we knew like we knew like whatever happened in florida it probably you know had some manipulation right and you look at that documentary hacking democracy it was an hbo documentary from some years ago that showed how easy it is to change the outcome of uh these uh uh voting machines you look at like the recent uh, 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 cases with like Trump, like you take a democratically elected president of the United States completely off every single social media platform and ban him off the face of the earth, basically. And, and, and now he has no ability to defend himself. If somebody says something untrue, he has no ability to, to use what, you know, platforms that have child porn that have terrorist accounts on there. Like, and yet a president is being like the extent they will go to get what they want. Like there is no line that cannot be crossed. I mean, you look at COVID, right? Like it just happened that, you know, Pfizer waited till uh, Biden won to like admit or or, uh, or announce that they had a 99% effective vaccine, right? Like it was like the timing was obvious. Um, it was just like, there's so much, you know, all the charges, the, uh, it just it's it's so silly it's like regardless what you think of trump like the fact that they're going to such a extent to not let him run again trying to take him off ballots like people should be concerned and people should say hey you know what like i don't give a shit if i agree with them or not but they should have a right to be on the ballot and they should and if the people like them and if the people want to vote for them then you know what like let them be an option, you know, but they've suppressed third parties, Ralph Nader, um, you know, Ross Perot, uh, obviously uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. in, in uh, uh, recent times and, and Jesse Ventura. Um, he, he when he became uh, independent governor uh, of uh, Minnesota, you know, he he had a, a meeting with the CIA and they wouldn't tell him what, why or what they wanted or even gave him, you know, what he thinks they gave they gave him uh, fake names. But they're asking all these questions and they're, they're just trying to figure out like, how did he win? And 
you know, and that's what it's about. It's about controlling the masses. They want to control who gets in power. They want to control, or, or at least they want to make sure whoever gets in power can be controlled. And most of the time, the people with the most influence and power aren't household names that we know. I mean, you look at Dr. Fauci, you can go back to the Dr. Uh, Peter Duesberg episode of the Rogan podcast, which is like, I don't know, 242 or something. I don't know, really early podcast. He was the doctor that... Uh, you know, th- that was friends with Carrie Mullis, who created the PCR test, hated Dr. Fauci and uh, and threatened the what was the accepted um, perspective on HIV and AIDS. And he threatened it by saying, like, HIV doesn't cause AIDS and the AZT uh, uh, drugs are killing people. And in that podcast, which was really old, and it was before Dr. Fauci was a household name. Um, he talks about the power of Fauci and how, you know, how anybody who crosses him gets, you know, like all the funding disappears and it's a career ender. So this guy was super powerful and the average person didn't know uh, his name until 2020, many years later. And so it's just like there's all these people behind the scenes. I mean, look at the Mercer family who funded Trump. Like a lot of people didn't know who they were until, uh, you know, you were hearing about all the money they're giving Trump. So it's like there's all these people behind the scenes that have, you know, all the think tanks, all the lobbyists, uh, you know, it just there's so much going on. And that what when you watch TV, if you believe what they're saying or you think somebody is saying the things you want to hear, it's because they know those are the things you want to hear. They have speech writers. OK, nothing that you see on TV is organic. The speech writers have well thought out uh, plans and and summaries on how how to get a message across to you in a way that you like it. It's not a organic speech written by the president or somebody running for president who is like, these are my thoughts. Let me just share them. No, it's like, how do we get votes? Okay. We have to talk about this topic or we have to not talk about that topic, or we have to say this a certain way. Everything is a illusion. And until people wake up to that, then you're just watching pro wrestling and getting caught up in the storyline and and believing that Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant really don't like each other when they're best friends and they're making money together and they just want to put on a show that gets you emotionally invested. And that's all politics is. It's a show that gets you emotionally invested. Uh, yeah, you know, I really do think that um, politics the way it is now, it, it's not even uh any sided they're, they're both two sides of the same coin you know they just got a little bit of a they say things they say things on different sides but they don't really do anything on either side you know half the time when they make a promise they don't actually go through with it uh if we're looking at um the the way that we're all headed i guess so um i guess we we're starting to see that this whole american politic mess is kind of about to break down. Um, and, you know, everybody's realizing it. Um, you know, other other countries around the world are doing much better than us. And uh, not to put us down, like, we're horrible, but, like, hey, there, there's more to this world than the, the imaginary box that they put us in. And um, it's getting around the, the ending, man. So um, let's go ahead and just let people know what, what you want to know for them. 2024 and where they can find you anything upcoming bro uh what you got 
Yeah, I'm always bad at remembering what, what I got upcoming. I think uh, so. Dr. Jessica Rose is back on, um, I think, tomorrow uh, or, or this weekend. And then I have, uh, I think, next week or the following week, I have um, Dave Zed from Generation Zed, who uh, is a, another regular on the Ripple Effect podcast. He was on the Tim Pool show recently on his other show called The Culture War, which um, he did an ep- episode on uh mh370 uh, and what possibly that could have been and all these other really crazy theories on what could have happened and and whatnot and why it happened and um so i just also recently had monica perez on and monica perez uh and i were talking about how <laughs> fuck that racist hulk hogan he is a you no know, hulk hogan's similar to michael jordan where it's like you you uh, appreciate their work but you don't appreciate them as people like nobody likes them as people but uh but yeah so monica prez and uh dave zed they, they both are really into the malaysian airline story and have conflicting opinions and perspectives on it so uh i I'm thought about bringing them on um, and I believe that's scheduled for next week. Well, I'm going to bring them on and we're going to have a whole discussion on that. that uh, Generation Z? Yeah, gen- that's Dave Z. Yeah, Generation Z. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that he was like building some crazy energy devices and he got visited by the men in black. Oh, yeah. And he and if you haven't uh, checked his episode on uh, or his his appearance on the culture war with tim pool i highly recommend it It was a great conversation and uh and monica uh will be on also to talk about all those things monica goes deep into those topics too so it's really fun and then tomorrow or whenever the heck uh dr jessica rose is going to be on um, i'm sure we're going to kind of get updates on what's going on with covid and uh adverse reactions and all that type of stuff she's always uh, really updated on on that as a great sub stack too and then if people didn't check out monday's union of the unwanted um we got it was funny because i didn't roseanne bar roseanne bar we didn't want to announce it too far in advance just in case i uh i jinxed ourselves but yeah we got roseanne bar i also got james corbett on the show because i was that you know i I didn't even get to listen to the roseanne bar episode yet i kind of found out too late uh and just like brushed by the audio is available everywhere now so like uh it's so for people listening i host another show called the union of the unwanted with uh sam tripoli from the tinfoil hat podcast charlie robinson from macro aggressions and also uh midnight mike from the obdm show uh we were supposed to be like a small show and then the words started getting out and uh at the last minute and people started uh, jumping on so we end up having some some people jump on um but uh which is fine you know it, it is what it is but uh that's what one of the reasons why i try not to if we have a big guest i try not to jinx ourselves by announcing it too early or also uh you know like sp- spreading the word uh too too quickly and then you know having a billion people on the show and then uh when we have like a guest of honor like i like to really focus on on them if we can um, and then when we have the regulars on, it's nice to kind of just let everybody talk and and share their ideas and, and research and whatever they're working on. But Roseanne Barr was awesome. She she had uh, it's like 40 minutes in before she, she gets her technical difficulties figured out. Um, she she was trying to use Zoom and then the Zoom had some issues and then she called in using a landline. Uh, so that um, worked out. But uh, once she gets going, it, it was fucking hilarious. Like, I, I love Roseanne. I grew up watching her show. 
Uh, she just has a hilarious, outrageous sense of humor, and she just says what she wants. And there's just some hilarious moments where I just could not stop laughing. And, um, you know, there was, there's this guy on the show that's friends with Sam who um, apparently said something about one of her stand-up specials at some point. And she realizes that he's on, uh, on, or I think she didn't even realize he was on the call with us because she was on the landline and couldn't see us. But she's like, somebody br brings him up. His, uh, his name's Mike Binder. And uh, she's like, fuck Mike Binder, that lip tart, you know, just goes on like this giant rant. And then, and then, and then I don't know if she, I don't think she knew he was on the call. And then all of a sudden Mike's like, Roseanne, that's not what happened. I'm, she's like, it's Mike. I'm so sorry. Like that. And then, she, and then she, she's like, he's like, all I said was uh, that, you know, I felt like that special, like it wasn't up to your standards. You could have, you know, maybe you, you uh, slacked on some of your writing or whatever, because you usually kill it. And then, so she goes on this long rant. And then after he explains himself, she goes, well, you're kind of right. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we all start laughing. Oh, dude, it was it was so funny. She, and, um, she seems cool. Uh, well, I mean, but she also seems wild with the, some of the stuff that I've heard in her book where, like, she sold herself to Satan at, like, 12. It was, yeah, interesting. Well, we get into, like, you know, that's one of the questions I ask her is, like, okay, when did you realize the way the world really works? Right. Like because she she understands there is good and evil. She understands there are elites like she she understands things at a level like you and I would understand. And she doesn't see things from like a surface level. And uh, regardless, if we disagree with her on certain things, like she definitely is somebody who at least is conspiratorial thinking and understands there's more than meets the eye. Um, and she goes into her story, like on what happened when she was three and how she, you know, so it's like definitely listen to it. The, uh, the videos are live streamed on Rockfin every other Monday at, uh, 7 PM Eastern time. And, um, and then usually the shows go from an hour to two hours counting on how many people we have or whatnot. But, and then, uh, you can get the audio. I know. Cause I get people who every time we, we do a uh, union of Dunwan, people are always like, why is it only on Rockfin? Why is it only on? And I'm just like, dude, within 24 to 48 hours, the audio is available everywhere. So, you know, I think uh, Mike was really fast with uh, getting the audio up um, because he, you know, we were all excited about the episode. So the ep the audio of the episode was already available like Tuesday, and we recorded it uh, Monday night. So um, the audio is available everywhere: Spotify, uh, iTunes, any podcast app you might use. Uh, the video is available on Rockfin, and then typically he up uploads it uh, within a couple of days or the most a week onto our Odyssey channel. We have Odyssey channel too. We ha we got to get on Rumble. I was telling the guys, Sam, Mike, and, and Charlie, I'm like, Rumble seems to be the next big uh, video platform. And obviously YouTube is still the dominant one, but because we've been like censored so much on YouTube, most of us are kicked off YouTube. Um, Rumble is a great alternative. And I think even though Rockfin and Odyssey are great platforms, I think we're going to, there's going to be a portion of the population that we're going to be missing out on if we don't get on uh, Rumble. And that's why the Ripple Effect podcast for people listening who want to check out my one-on-one um, -on -one type show is available um, on all the video platforms. I got kicked off uh, YouTube. I still have a clips channel that I, I neglect because I hate listening to myself and it's time consuming to define a clip uh, to upload and, and whatnot. But uh, I am on Minds, Rumble, Odyssey, Rockfin, Bandot Video. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some bit shoot. 
uh, Substack. So there's plenty of ways to listen to the Ripple Effect podcast, and I'm on all the audio uh, platforms. But the Union Don't Want is a great show. I've we've had some historic episodes where, like, you know, I, I actually asked James to come on a little bit for uh, like a pl- uh, backup plan because we always like to have somebody fun and interesting and, and a new guest, especially if it was our first episode of 2024. But we, you know, just in case Roseanne's internet didn't work or something happened, um, I'm like, well, at least we'll have James on and uh, and as a great guest. And then if they both show up, it'd be great to see like just the two on 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 the same call, you know, which is uh, fun. And um, you know, because James for a long time was like one, of the, you know, a black belt in in research and really one of the most respected people in the community. So it was awesome to get him on a, a call with a. Uh, with with Roseanne and we you know in the past we've done similar things where we've had Greg Palace on with like Mel Kay and Mel Kay will like lose her mind on, on him and we've had Roger Stone on with Steve from AM Wake Up and and and, and you know and, and like just weird combinations of people but the one thing that the four of us uh co-hosts all have in common is we get along with everybody and we are open to talking with anybody and we you know we're we're polite and nice with everybody and i think that's why a lot of people are willing to come on my shows and you know and and when they know that those guys are co-hosting um they don't have any conflict with them because they're similar to myself like i said we kind of get along with everybody and you can disagree with people and still get something from the conversation you know you can gain something from their perspective and uh you know it's a, it's always worth at least listening to to people that you might disagree with so um yeah so rippleeffectpodcast.com um or use whatever your favorite audio app is or video app for uh for podcasts and and uh and thanks again uh joseph for having me on gracias it was a great conversation yeah man uh go ahead and uh follow ricky guys ricky go ahead and share this on your platform as well man um we'll go ahead and have you on again a you have a good day and god bless man uh what we're going to do is just going to go ahead and run a quick outro. So hope you guys have a wonderful time. Remember, guys, like, subscribe, share. Tell everybody around that this is going down, and we could not do this without you. We love you. Well, I do. Ricky, hope, hope you do too, man. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Peace. Analyzing everything I see, so I see new horizons. Took the acid, feeling blasted in my brain, so I've been sitting up inside it, thinking about the present and the future. I'm improving cause I am a trooper, never getting caught up in the loop. Got up out it cause I found the truth. Woke up to a beauty of the day, yeah, the sun is shining, so I'm finna stay. Sitting, soaking up all of the rays, till I feel it surging through my brain. Like some book of sugar, did a lot of cane, experimented with it, couldn't name all the times I did it, feeling like a fade. Yeah, I'm really, really glad that I let it go. Cause I got Gotta be prepped for the time when the plane ride is a new norm So I know I'm gonna stay high, blaze on the ganja Feeling like I make my music go to another level while I take off I can't ever stop this, fell in love with it, fit like a glove So I'm never ever done with it, so now I'm about to rip another beat hey, One day I'll make a million in a week, yeah, shooting for the top spot Feel like I'm a hot shot, like I really got a chance with it, I will not flop Somebody gonna make a dance when I pop off, gonna have all the bitches taking all the tops off I've been feeling like I'm really gonna kill it for the rest of my life So I've been staying focused in my soul, I've been feeling like a million dollars So I know that everything is really Getting closer, yeah, no posers Only been hanging with the ones I've chosen Only all the people that are living in the right way Cause they 